Dum. We're back with another episode of Fourth Stringers. You're here. I'm. He- you're here with your captain. This is your captain speaking, and we're moving on to day two of ADCC. And some people, some people didn't think that it could be done, and those some people were me. But I proved me wrong, and I'm here now. <laughs> and now I have to go against one of the tiniest men on the planet, Esteban. This is going to be crazy. I don't know. Oh, this chair does not stop moving. I'm just going to keep going left and right. But um, subscribe on YouTube so that you could see this. So you could see our room. I'm at Harris right now. We're here. And there's absolutely no parking because there's constantly a pool party going on on the weekends over here that I am not going to be a part of because I made it to day two. Okay? I'm hype. I'm very hype. I'm very hype, but I'm also kind of like dissociated. And I've said this before, but all the energy drinks in the world aren't going to bring me back, I think. I think I have to like meditate or something. I think what's going to help me is like watching grappling tonight i'm gonna watch some of esteban's matches and then uh it's between colabate or john calistine uh who i'm gonna have after if i beat um esteban which is really sad honestly because i do not want to have a match against john calistine first of all he's a very scary person he's the he's like a little he's a little meatball tank like uh if they if if i had to describe him with two words it would be meatball and a tank he's the scare he's one of the most violent people i've ever met and like he might not seem it he might seem very nice but he has like a demon inside of him that just allows him like i don't know i think the i think god was keeping him off the mats for the sake of us god gave him like uh, competition anxiety for the sake of all the grapplers on the planet because now that he's competing again he I don't think he spent over two minutes on the mat and he was just constantly napping and coloring in mandalas on the side like what like here's the guy he's got like the hands of like a 10 year old and he's breaking grown men's fucking legs off like he told me his last match was like a minute long and he toe holded somebody and broke his fucking foot I've felt his toehold before. He's always so nice to me. He's so fucking nice to me. I almost got stabbed on his birthday for him one time. I think that's why he's nice to me. There were some people picking on his brother-in-law. And I was like, hey, stop that. Like, basically. Like, this is basically the story. We were all blackout drunk. And his brother-in-law had chugged, like, an entire bottle of Grey Goose. Like, the kind that you buy at a club that's, like, way too big. Like, comedically big bottle of liquor. And this guy, like, at the beginning of the night thought it would be cool if he just chugged out of it. And, like, he paid for it later by, like, he's the, he was the guy, like, half asleep on the club couch. And, like, he has to throw up. So he's, like, <laughs> he goes like this to me. He, he's, like, shish. And, and he just throws up under the table. Like, everyone's dancing, and now it's a slip and slide. And people are like, why is it so slippery over here? Did somebody throw ice on the ground? No, we're slipping on this man's throw up. Like, that's what's going on. That's how drunk he was. So I remember we had to, like, drag him upstairs and outside and, uh, (laughs) like, get him some air. He's, like, sweating profusely. What is it with drunk people and, like, sweating profusely? Like, especially if you're in a button-up. If you're a dude in a button-up and you're drunk, you are you have sweat pits. There's nothing you could do about it. You just have to accept that. I don't care how much deodorant you put on. I don't care how much natural deodorant without aluminum you have on. You're going to be fucking sweat-pitted out. And he, he, he was up there, 
and we're not exactly in the nicest part of Brooklyn. And he's on, uh, he was like on some random person's porch. We got approached by three dudes and they're like laughing at him. And then Calistine's like, hey, you guys mind like cutting it out? Like he's having a hard time right now. And they push Calistine and I stepped in between them and I was like, hey, cut that shit out. And then I like, Cal- I knew Calistine would fucking kill them. This was before Calistine was working his wrestling too. But like, I just knew Calistine would murder somebody like if we had to get into a fight. So I was pretty like, I was I had like the battery in my back. I'm like, listen, if I start fighting, I know this little guy's gonna start fighting and it's over. Like people's legs are gonna get broke. Like they're gonna be mangled. Like it's not just gonna be like you walk away with lumps and bruises, like people's arms are gonna be hanging off of their shoulders, you know? So I had I was so brave. But then like I, w- I was also drunk, so I wasn't really accounting for the fact that people have weapons and they and th- we're not in a matted room with a referee. So like for all I knew they could have had like uh pokers is what we call it on the streets like little knives that they just poke you with and run away so i mean like i stepped in between them and i was like back the fuck up and i was very drunk and i was like you're not gonna touch him again and they pushed they pushed my little friend into a fence that wasn't cool and uh ever since then calistine's been very nice to me and we bring up that story sometimes and i'm like i would have gotten stabbed for you calistine and i step it up every time i'm like i would have gotten shot in the face if they would have pulled out a gun i would have let them chainsaw my face off in front of you for your stepbrother all right if it came to that and he's very nice to me but now because of the harsh realities of competing and jujitsu and tournaments, I might have to have a match against him if he murders this 16-year-old, which is also funny. Like, we're grown men competing in a competition, and here's this fucking 16-year-old prodigy, like, running through the competition, too. Like, who knows? Colabate's a problem. He fucking beat Gio. Uh, Gio, what the fuck's his last name? Freakazoid? I don't know his... I just know his grappling name. Martinez? Giovanni Martinez? Um... But he beat Gio, who beat Eddie Cummings. And Eddie Cummings is fucking Calistine's, like, mentor or whatever. So, like, I don't know. It's fucking crazy. So, if um, Calistine pulls that off and I pull off the win against Esteban, me and him got to go up against each other, which is so sad. Uh, Part of me hopes that really doesn't happen. But that's just the reality of the situation. And, um, yeah. And I'm going to be wearing my little captain's hat. So, whatever. Just enjoy enjoy the ride enjoy the trip um but this first day was ridiculous um i remember i had to go weigh in at like what 6 a.m i got there a little early because like i could not after like a certain point i could not sleep right now we're in harris so we're like joined rooms with another room and like there's just like drunk people all the time walking through the hallways and shit like you could hear them and i just hear drunk people arguing all night like i was able to go to sleep but like it, like every time I would wake up in the middle of the night, I would just hear drunk people arguing, like yelling about like God knows what. Probably like the pool party. Oh, there's my girlfriend in the background. Hi, Kristen. Hi. Love you, Kristen. Um, yeah. Uh, so I I I woke up at around like four. And I just, uh, you do that thing where you like, you close your eyes and like five minutes goes by, you close your eyes, another five minutes goes by. I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to start getting ready and going. So I headed out. I went to weigh-ins. Surprise, surprise. I knew this shit would happen. The scales were fucking light. It was like one kg, one and a half kgs light. And translating that into pounds, the metric system everybody should use, not just America. I, I can't believe 
the world is in a conspiracy against America to not use pounds as the regular form of weighing things, but like kg, whatever. So one and a half kgs is like three point seventy five pounds. That's almost four pounds, dude. I I weighed in at like one forty three or some shit. That's fucking whack. No, like one forty one actually. I I weighed myself over here on my scale. It was one forty four point four, and um immediately start chugging shit i was like i had like all my i brought all a bag full of just supplements and pedialyte and coconut milk or coconut water and and like weird distilled water or whatever and i was just chugging shit i ate a rice krispies an entire rice krispies that i had bought the day before took a bite of and then made my girlfriend swear that i couldn't eat anymore and i just downed that entire thing it was amazing it was so worth the wait. And then, like, the only reason I didn't eat more was because all the diners and shit were closed. I was supposed to get my girlfriend um, breakfast, but every every single diner in the area was closed. And that's the only reason I didn't go off the fucking rails. So I go back home after I weigh in. And uh, what do you call it? Oh, yeah, just, you know, as a tip, if you're ever doing a major tournament, the scales will always be light. I do not care what anyone tells you. The scales will always be light. I did Worlds. I did ADCC Trials. They are not going to want to cancel the show because somebody comes in heavy. No. Okay? They're going to give you a five-pound allowance that you had no idea of. Okay? So take that as a life lesson from the two competitions that I've done. The, the scales will always be light. Okay? Take that. And then if, you, if you're heavy... Um, don't blame me, but th- this is definitely something you should you should give yourself like a five pound allowance. You're fine. You're fine. Don't worry about it. You're fine. Take it from Captain Flavor. You'll be all right. Um, but yeah, uh, what do you call it? So first match, I guess I should just run through the day real quick. I got to go to a fucking dinner soon. I'm going to feast right now and then hopefully eat myself into a coma so that I can just wake up tomorrow and murder this little kid um there was uh my first match the guy forfeited joshua ramos what happened josh what happened you signed up you waited you live in vegas so you flew across the country and what you fucking you saw my captain's hat that's what mo told me the guy mo jassim the guy who fucking the guy who um runs adcc he was like uh yeah i just talked to his coach that's my impression of him he's arab or like muslim he's middle eastern oh man i ruined my relationship with him by just saying that but (laughs) he's he's somewhere he's somewhere out one of the brown countries and he's like yeah i just talked to his coach and he said he's pulling out i'm like what what happened why is he pulling out he's i was like angry on the mat like if you watch any of my matches i'm doing this all the time I'm scrunching up my face. I'm making myself angry. Like, I heard if you smile, it forces you into a better mood. So I, like, scrunch my face up and make angry, stupid, angry faces. And I, like, force myself to get intense, you know? Like, like really bring the fucking intensity. Because, like, it just makes me sharper. Like, some people, it doesn't. For me, I feel like it makes me sharper. And uh, he uh, he was like, yeah, it's your hat. He didn't want any of the of the smoke. Your your hat scared him away. I'm like, all right, whatever. Sounds good, I guess. I wanted the first match, though. I I hate having walkovers because, like, 
I feel like other people, like, they'll deserve the win more or whatever. And, like, also, I want the, like, warm-up. Especially if it's somebody who sucks. Whatever. I'll take the fucking match. Just give me it. Like, I want to kill somebody. Especially on the mat. I got all my friends there. Like, my coaches and my teammates. Like, I want to put on a show. I love doing that. That's, like, half the fun of competing. Like, it's not all about winning, I feel like. It's, like, performing your best. Like, and putting on a show. Having people... put Giving something for people to remember you by you know like i enjoy doing that so it sucked but i got to walk onto the mat and i got my hand raised with my little captain's hat so that's probably a first in adcc trials that's cool this happened to me last adcc too i i had a buy in the trials and uh, i just got my little hand raised on the mat and i was like this is awesome so technically i'm like two and one i'm like five and one at trials that's lit I have a great record. Um, but yeah, my second match, I went up against this guy, Grayson Henley. And I'm very familiar with Grayson Henley because I actually bet on him and fight to win a couple times. Uh, he won me money twice. And I'm very familiar with his close guard and shit and like his jumping close guard. So it was a cool match to have. I like had an assessment on him beforehand and that really helped. I just ended up pulling guard and I like lured him into my leg lock game. I don't think he was ready for someone who like was competent in leg locks like he was going for leg locks but not like sure things like he hit me with a corkscrew toehold and Jordan Holy hit me with one of those too and you got to be strong to finish those especially like if we're sweaty and and like I I'm competent in leg locks like you're not just going to be able to break my foot like that so he put a lot of pressure on my foot is definitely like feeling it right now but like he wasn't able to break my foot so I was able to like kick out and establish good position on him like I, w- I felt threatening enough where I kept attacking his feet and I was able to secure like an inside heel hook but I finished it weird I didn't finish it like in the classic way I had to switch to like a rear naked grip on the heel and the video is so fucking cool because he's actually doing the same thing Ismael did the the guy who I hit with the backside 50 50 at Worlds He's, like, facing away, two-hand tapping. Like, the the picture looks fucking ridiculous. I'm definitely going to do, like, a side-by-side of them and, like, post it on my Instagram. Like, it's crazy. Like, when you... Because the thing was, he wasn't able to rotate out. So, he was definitely, like... He was just trapped. And, like, there was nothing you could do but, like, scream, tap, and tap with both your hands. There's no rotating. There's nothing. Like, I had great knee positioning and stuff. It felt great to be able to do that in front of my coach, like because that's like Jason Rouse like shit he loves doing leg locks and he's imparted a lot of that wisdom on us Calistine too I mean he's taught me so much but um it was cool to be able to use that in competition and like win a match like that in like that fashion it was like under two minutes or whatever that was awesome and then my next match I think I only I only had like three matches honestly um then I went up against Zach Green I think Right? Was that it, babe? I only had two matches? I only had two matches today? Oh, that sucks, dude. This isn't as cool as I thought it would be. Um, Yeah, I got one walkover. I beat Grayson Henley, and then I had a match against Zach Green, who I'm pretty familiar with, too. He likes doing flying scissors. He went up against uh, Nick Ronan, and they told me that he has strong old man grips. So I was very aware of that. And I didn't want anything to do with, like, his closed guard or whatever. And, like, I just wanted to wrestle him down. That was the plan to, like, bring him into um, 
the uh, overtime, or I mean the points section with him standing up. But this motherfucker ended up passing my, I don't even, I need to watch that back. I don't know how the fuck he passed my guard or took my back. Like, I'm freaking out right now thinking back, actually. Like, thank God I do, like, a lot of escape rounds and stuff with the boys at Sarah's. But, like, holy shit, what the hell? He, like, mounted me. Thank God it wasn't the points section of it. But I remember escaping and, like, getting into Butterfly and then being like, okay, I'm fine now because, like, this is points. I should be able to, like, score on him or whatever. And uh, I think I did. Uh, So, yeah. Anyways, we end up standing up, both of us, towards the second half of the match. And um, I was able to score a takedown on him. But not before he... So he's, like, trying to fucking collar tie the fuck out of me at one point he slapped me like i know i mean you just gotta like shake that shit off in competition like it doesn't matter but like i remember feeling him slap me and i'm like god this guy really wants to jump uh fucking flying scissors on my leg like that's the setup you either overhook or you slap a collar tie on bait the guy to take a step forward and then you just launch your entire body into their knee so i was so aware of it i was wrestling really like head forward and my hands like out I knew he wasn't going to shoot on me, or, or even if he did shoot, I would be able to sprawl on him, just fuck, fucking take him down, you know? You shoot, I score, I, I shoot, I score, we, uh, we shoot. I don't know, I think there's another part to it, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, that that's what would have happened, right? Um, uh, so... I just remember like ta- like going for the takedown like he was bait he he just kept clubbing me he kept clubbing me and I was like I gotta like time that and do a takedown and my girl she had like the best advice to give me but she didn't want to like uh, get me disqualified apparently the only person who could talk is the person in the chair and if anyone else talks you could potentially get the competitor disqualified if she was like dying to tell me just change levels and shoot whenever he goes for the collar tie maybe it was better she didn't say that because like I kind of picked up on it but uh, and then maybe if she would have said that he would have been able to counter because his head would have been like thinking about like oh i'm doing this a lot like there's a pattern that he's giving off but who knows regardless i went for the takedown he goes for a kimura and then i was able to do like this gay little spin i i've done it before actually in competition i fuck i forgot where i did it i actually did it this is that's whoa this is crazy so in atlanta when i went up against this guy in the absolute i lost in the first round but i actually this was the takedown i managed to hit on him he went for a kimura and then i did a little spin magoo and that's how i came up on top i learned how to do this in competition last time when i lost wow that competition in atlanta was so important for me that's fucking crazy you learn a lot from your losses man like just going out there and competing like it forces you to be creative and in different positions that you might not be in in training and like you kind of log it into your being you're like this works like i there was no part of me that was scared to do that little gator roll when he had the fucking kimura i was like i'm gonna come on top and score and that's what ended up happening that's fucking sick funny thing about the match with zach though was like every time we would reset he would like thank me like he'd be like thank you thank you for the match thank you like we're not even done yet bro like stop Stop trying to get in my fucking head. Can I hate you for a second? Can I hate you for like six minutes? Three more minutes? 
stop thanking me we'll thank each other after we'll be cool after bro we could follow each other after on instagram we could fucking you could send me little fire emojis on my story you could react to my stories whatever but like right now can we just fucking hate each other stop thanking me it was really like weird for me but like i mean he seems like a really nice guy like a like an ob like an obscenely nice guy like i don't think i'm that nice of a guy where i'll thank you mid-match that many times but Maybe he was nervous. Maybe it's just like a tick he has or something. I don't know. But that happened. That was pretty funny to me. It was pretty funny to like clock that mid-match. Like, I'm trying to dissociate here, buddy. All right? Stop making me laugh. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I'm going to head out to dinner. This was a nice little 20-minute podcast. Um, if you guys see me over here at Trials, hit me up. I have some gear in my car. I could sell you some shit. I know there's this one guy, Batkowski or something, that hit me up for a rash guard, and I completely did not get back to you. Sorry about that. But maybe tomorrow, all right? Um, damn, I should have started this fucking podcast with Captain's Log, like fucking Star Trek. All right, I'm going to erase this whole thing and start this over. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Alright, bye guys. Done. Da 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 da.